Greetings, greetings in that wonderful name of our personal Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Greetings to my Vaughn listeners, voice over the nation. You are chilling one more time with your host, Lady G, on Gifts with Gugu. It's a beautiful, beautiful afternoon as always. Uh, our beautiful weather in Cape Town. We thank God that we. It's it's very sunny outside. Um, I remember was it yesterday or on Monday? I can't recall. But during the course of this week, I found my sister-in-law. She's in Chopek. She says, "Hey, Kugu." lost my eight as a belief because i was busy sharing some jokes and she says no 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 leave me alone i'm busy here i'm trying to do the laundry it's the first time i'm seeing the sun after two weeks after two weeks that's the kind of heavy heavy rains they've had in Joburg, the kind of weather so we thank god that they survived you know there were so many floods and all of that i don't know how many of you also have loved ones who are outside of cape town that have gone through such so we really bless and we thank god every time as i said before the mere fact that we got up this morning you know it truly is an honor that God woke us up this morning and we will bless God. We will rejoice in him. We will say that, Father, this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So we are also here to rejoice and be glad in this day. Once again, my listeners, uh, we are continuing. I said to you this week, I feel that I'm going to declare and decree February as the month of declaration. A month where we are going to be declaring and decreeing what we want the situation to be. What we want the situation to be. Let us tell God what we want the situation to be. And let us place a demand on God. Let us be like Mary. You know Mary, the mother of Jesus she placed a demand on Jesus. She went to Jesus and she told them, Jesus was just invited at a wedding. She went to Jesus and said, listen here, my son, these people now are suddenly going to be embarrassed. There is no more wine. And Jesus is saying, it's like paraphrasing it. What's that got to do with me, woman? You know, but because Mary knew who her son was, she knew that you might be my little boy, but in reality, you are the God. You just chose my womb as a passage. You know, I know who you are. So I am reporting this matter to you. And I know that you are able to do anything there is nothing that you can't do there is nothing that you can't accomplish so i am coming to you to place a demand and say listen see what the what what needs to be done he she didn't say put two and two together three and three no she just went to him and said hey listen here there is no more wine how are you gonna make the wine to appear whether you make it fall from heaven or you do what i do not know how you're going to do it and quite frankly i don't care all i know is that i've reported the matter to a higher person and that is you so you i'm telling that there is no more wine so even us this month this is a month where we are going to make a declaration where we are going to be putting a demand on jesus and say lord this is a new season we are entering into a new month and in this month we are declaring Oh, excuse me. What we want the situation to be in our lives. I don't know what situation you are faced with that you've been hoping and praying for a change. But I am saying this month, place a demand on God. Tell him what you want it.
to be so my listeners we are going to be continuing i want us to turn to the book of um second kings chapter four verse one two four we will see how far we read second kings chapter four from verse one to four so we are starting to read i'm reading from the new king james version it says a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to elisha saying your servant my husband is dead and do you know that your servant feared the lord and now the creditors is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves so elisha said to do what shall i do for you tell me what do you have in the house and she said your maid servant has nothing in the house that's how bad this man has left her with nothing nothing but a jar of oil then he said go borrow vessels from everywhere from all your neighbors empty vessels do not gather just a few and when you have come in you shall shut the door behind you and you and your sons then pour it into all the vessels and set it aside the full ones you know as i am reading this as i am saying when they asked her what do you have in the house she quickly answered that she's got nothing but a jar of oil and um, that jar of oil was the anointing oil so as i'm reading it now god is just dropping something which is not even on my notes as i was preparing it might look like it looks embarrassing that a man of god left this woman with nothing they say when you when they do research they'll say even that jar of oil was not like your cooking oil or your fish oil any kind of oil that you could have used for cooking it was the anointing oil so basically she wasn't left with nothing she was left with the most precious thing it's just that she didn't know how to use it she was left with the anointing so to her it was nothing but i am telling you today that she wasn't left with nothing she was left with the anointing that's the most precious and the most priceless thing that anybody can ever leave you with if you are living in the supernatural when you start to live in the supernatural you understand that the anointing is more precious than any silver or gold that anybody can leave you with but because she was in the natural and i understand her why she was in the natural somebody was coming to take her children away from her when she looked around the house there was nothing but there was the anointing there was the anointing the word of god tells us that the anointing is the only thing that is able to break the yoke of the devil the yoke of the enemy so she wasn't left with nothing she was left with the most precious the most priceless commodity that you could ever find that's why her breakthrough was even in that 
that thing that she probably called a thing what is this remember even the children of Israel that is what they called the manna they called it what is this because they didn't understand that such a thing could actually satisfy them but this is the very thing that will satisfy you the very thing that will give you a breakthrough what is this that is what manna looked like i'm sure she having herself when she looked at this oil she was like what is this that the man has left me with what is this i'm reminded of most um you know these messages that are passed on where they say a father was dying so he left his son the bible and the son was so angry because to him this bible was like a meaningless thing until one day the, he was uh, maybe 10 years of i can't recall the story properly but then it says when years later when this young boy was all grown up after struggling while he was cleaning when he, he found out that inside there was the car keys or whatever was inside the bible my point here is what looked meaningless and insignificant to somebody who was seeing with the natural eye actually had more possession in it this boy was left with a bible that had a will inside that had keys inside and yet he had been struggling all his life what is it that you are left with that you are seeing around you that you are not seeing as a breakthrough this man this woman sorry was left with a jar of oil to her it was it was an insignificant thing she could have taken it and thrown it away but she kept it i do not know how many months or years the husband had passed on but she kept it because as much as she she, she was never into that kind of worship but she has seen what this oil had done for her husband so that is probably why she kept it because why didn't she throw it away this is why you see people will still say no this was my mother's bible and they've never opened it but they don't want to throw it away it's like a memorial it's like an, an altar that they will know that when their mother went to this bible things would start happening things will start to change but as we are reading about this woman we are reading here about this woman who was a widow who was left with her children this woman was married to a prophet so i just want us i entitled this topic that we are going to be doing this week rebuilding the altar or revisiting the altars so as we revisit the altar, I want us to understand about the opening of heaven and the provision of the supernatural, you know, the supernatural provision. Now, this woman was the wife of a prophet and the Bible described this prophet as one who loved the Lord. Other translations say the one who worshipped and feared the Lord. Others will say he served the Lord. So we are talking here about a person who made a mark while he was on earth, who made an impact before he died. We get this from the story that this widow says about her husband. My husband was one of the sons of the prophets. He served 
he feared, he worshipped the Lord. That's what she says. So I'm saying she made an impact. There was a mark. You know, your children will tell a story one day and they'll say, my mom feared the Lord. My mom served the Lord. You know, I sit and I listen to people, even when they will talk about their their, their mothers. You know, when I listen uh, to such people, I remember even when I was sharing with Prophet Smith, and I don't know where we were in our travels, and when she would talk about her mother-in-law, she would talk about a woman who feared God, a woman who worshipped God, who loved God. So those things are like a memorial. So even us, let us never lose hope of what we are doing for the Lord. Maybe our children have not yet come to this God that we are worshiping. But remember, they will be left with a testament, with a testimony to say, my mom feared God. My mom worshiped God. You know, I remember one of my cousin brothers, a true drunkard. He told us that when it's time for him to get married, he's going to go to church because he wants a woman that fears the Lord and like mom. I was like, yeah, listen to you. You want to do all this nonsense. And then when you are done, you want to get married. You want to get yourself a, a church girl says, yes, I've seen my mom walk the walk before me. You understand? And he, he was talking about how, how mom wouldn't even compromise when dad wanted to do all his uh, ancestral things. But mom would stand and say, not in my house. You understand? So those kind of things, these are the things that we do that our children and our loved ones, are, is, it's being recorded and it's being stored up as a memorial. They will know. They will know that my mom, my daddy, my papa, my granny, my sister worshipped and feared the Lord. This is what this woman says. She doesn't talk much about herself. She says, I am coming here on behalf of my husband whom you know. And you know how he worshipped God because he was in your company. You know how he feared God. You know how he served the Lord. But then in the end she says, But then she says, she feared the Lord, but he died having nothing. He was a prophet. He was heavily anointed, but he died in poverty and he left no inheritance for his children. On top of that, his children, his children were left in debt. They were in bankruptcy. That is the kind of a legacy that he also left. We see this man of God having the anointing of God. We know what the anointing does. The Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke of the enemy or the yoke of the devil. But this man of God, after having prophesied, after having worshipped, after serving God, we find him dying, having absolutely nothing. How many of us are in the States? I said, I'm speaking. I said one time when I was speaking to Pastor, to Pastor Stephen, the other day, I said I had a man of God making a prophetic declaration and he said, I declare that you are going to be so blessed and have money until people will investigate you and think that you are a drug dealer. That hurt me. 
But then I realized that is the picture that the world has for the church. You know, that, 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 that a person who is poor, who, who is prosperous, is involved in some illegal things because God cannot do it. You understand? So this is why they would even have a saying that says poor as a church mouse. Because poor people belong in the church of God. So that's why he had to make such a declaration. And yet we say the earth is the Lord. And all that is in it, silver and gold, belongs to him. But we find ourselves saying things like that. Well, I am here to tell you, my Vaughn listeners, that that is about to change. Today we refuse that the anointed or the servants of the Most High God are going to die in bondage. After you have served in the house of the Lord, after you have worshipped in the house of the Lord, after you have prophesied, you have prayed, you were sleeping in the house of God, cleaning chairs in the house of God, you know, you were faithful, you were a true servant, being an usher, whatever, you were a worker, when there was hospitality ministry, you were there. Everybody in your community knew that if they wanted to find so-and-so, they would go into the house of God. You were hardly at home, but you were busy in the house of God, and yet you died in bondage. I am here to tell you that no more. That is about to change. That is about to change. They, you are not going to die having nothing. This prophet, the word of God says, this prophet feared the Lord. He served the Lord, but he died having nothing. I wonder what was this man's state of heart. The only thing I know is that he died poor. I am sure his children probably were angry. They hated him. They probably hated him, angry at him, even angry at God. Because they know the amount of time this man spent in the house of God. What kind of a legacy are we leaving our kids with? He left everybody in bondage, in bankruptcy. But in this afternoon, we refuse for our children to start their journey in a, covered in bankruptcy. We refuse. We are saying no more. Our children will not. No more. Not anymore. Not anymore. So this woman of God, when she was faced with this situation, she went to the source of the investment. Where is your investment? That is what I'm asking you. Who have you been investing into? What is it that you have invested into? Her source of investment was in the house of God. She went to the man of God. She went to the prophets. She went to the altar of the Lord. Remember, saints, everything that we do for the Lord is never in vain. There is a lot of things that you may, you may have done for the Lord, but you are still struggling in life. It may all seem in vain to you. You truly don't see God or you feel like God. You are blessing everyone around me, but you've spoken, forgotten about me. When I feel like it's my turn, it's like you are skipping me. But I am here to tell you that in this afternoon, my Vaughn listeners, having served God, having a relationship with God will always pay. 
it might not be today or now but i'm telling you tomorrow is coming it might not be in the expected time but it will come to pass the heavens will open for you at the appointed time god doesn't abuse men's strength he doesn't abuse men's strength god doesn't use men's strength in vain he will pay you you will never work in vain in the lord this woman went to the place where her investment was at we all know about going to all these places where are we paying our premiums for such and such an investment we all know where your premiums are going every month and you are looking up you are looking forward to the day when you will cash up so i'm saying to you where is your investment sitting this woman went to the prophet of god and said your servant my husband is dead and now there is creditors at my door they are here to collect and they are not only going to collect they also want my children they are going to take my sons unless i pay them this woman went to cry at the right place The challenge that we have is we still have saints that cry everywhere else but to God. She went to cry to God, the altar where her husband had invested. She didn't cry to anybody else. We don't hear her calling all her neighbors and doing all of that. She didn't go to social media platforms. How many of us go to WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram? We all, whatever Telegram, we we tell them what problems we are having. But this woman of God knew where her husband had invested. She knew where the Allen Gray was. She knew where Alexander Forbes was. She knew where was Sanlam. You don't pay premiums at Alexander Forbes and go and knock on Sanlam's doors. You go and knock where your premiums were being paid. So where are you paying your premiums in this season, my listeners? Where are you paying your premiums? So everything that you are doing for the Lord, it's like an investment. There will come a time when God will say, it's time for you to collect my son. This is why I love saying to people, don't don't ever forget about the journey. Don't be excited about the end product. When you see this person living in this big house, driving such a car, having such a job, and you are excited, that's the investment being paid up. It wasn't easy when they were investing every month. It wasn't in it wasn't easy, but the investment has paid up. Their investment was sleeping in the house of the their premiums were sleeping in the house of the Lord. Their premiums was fasting and prayer. Their premiums was was perse- perseverance, was long suffering. What is your premium that qualifies you to go and claim an investment to go to the investment for cash up time now? What what premiums have you been paying? What premiums you need to ask yourself? Have I been diligent? Have I been faithful to you, oh God? This is why we go to the wrong people because we know we can't go to God because we know that Father, I've messed up. But our God is faithful. He's able to forgive us at all times. She knew where her breakthrough was. I'm saying to you, 
the season of breakthrough will not come as long as she was complaining in her wrong platforms. She went to this altar where her husband had invested in. She understood something about this altar. That her husband was always, always crying to. She went to the altar where her husband was always crying to. She went to the altar. And she cried onto the altar. Because she knew that this altar had the potential to give her a massive, a mighty breakthrough. You see, your family members, your sons, your children, your neighbors might not worship God like you do. But believe you me, they have seen they have seen some miracles being performed by your God. So your worshiping, serving God is not in vain. It will be like a memorial before them. Our children will cry on the altar and say, I am calling on the God that I saw my mom and dad worshiping. The God that delivered my parents from dead. The God that delivered my parents from bankruptcy. So this woman revisited the altar that her husband invested in to be able to face the situation that was in front of her. There must be an altar that you need to cry to. That altar knows how to answer you according to the willingness of your heart, according to the cry of your heart. This is the altar that knows your pain, your tears, your faithfulness, your serving. This woman spoke to Elisha, the person who also knows her husband. That's the altar that she went to. As I said, it's like a memorial. Maybe you ask him, God, when will this child come? When will this child come? But God is saying this is like a memorial. The children of Israel, when they cried back to God and they remembered the altar, they will say, God of Abraham, of Jacob and Isaac, the God who did this and this and this for our fathers when they were in Egypt, the God who did this and this for our fathers when they were in the wilderness, the God who did this and this and this for our fathers. And then they will say, now, Father, we ask that same God to come through for us. So even your children, what you are doing now, it might look like it's, it's, it's in vain or insignificant, like it's not making a mark. But this man made an impact because this woman remembered everything and said, no, 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 it's time to cash up. You've been so diligent and serving God. Now I'm going to this God. I've seen my husband worship this God. I've seen things happening when my husband was worshiping this God. My listeners, I think we are going to continue next tomorrow. Why am I saying next week? Uh, I'm, I'm already on. I'm already Friday. Acceleration, acceleration. I received that, Lord. Acceleration, yes, acceleration. The speed, the speed. Uh, I know I'm leaving it in the middle, my listeners, but I'm looking at the time because I had said this is the week where we are going to be making declarations. So as this woman visited the altar, she went to cry to the altar where her husband's investment was in. 
I want us this afternoon to also go to God. The altar where we have invested things in. We've sacrificed a lot. And God, as he says in the book of Romans, owe no man nothing but the love of God. Because God doesn't owe men. God is a God who pays up cash in full. He will pay you back for everything. This is why the reason God, this is why God can go to the devil and say, you are a thief. And when you are caught, you are going to pay back what you have taken from my people times seven times. Because God knows that he is, he is faithful when it comes to paying up. He pays up and he pays in full. So that is what, because you can't say to somebody, be faithful when you are not faithful. That's why God can get away with it because he is the one who is faithful. So this is why he can say to the devil, pay up in full. Because he knows he paid for us in full. He ransomed us. You know when a ransom, when people have been kidnapped and those who've kidnapped you can say, we want so much. God said, I don't care what the ransom is, just pay it. Pay it and pay it in full. And you know what he did? He said, I'm not going to just pay it once. I'm going to pay it for, for all. For all. Even if you kidnap them again in 50 years to come, they are paid up and it's paid in full. And I'm going to use an incorruptible seed to pay them up. That's what God has done. So even you to my listeners this afternoon, I want you, as we are getting ready for our declarations, Get that altar ready. Get the altar ready. We are going to declare and decree. So we are going to take a break, but we are going to listen to Prophet Zion singing Supernatural one more time. We are back, my listeners. That was uh, Prophet Zion singing. It's a supernatural. And yes, it is a supernatural, supernatural. As I said, this is a supernatural week and we are making supernatural declarations. We are going to be saying these declarations every single day for the next seven days. I'm going to be repeating them every single day for the next seven days. As I am saying them, I would love for you, my listeners, to stand in agreement with me and say, this is the declaration of the Lord. As I And I'm not going to just record it once. I can't do that and just play a recording. But I want to say them myself every single day because me speaking to you is God also speaking to me. So this declaration is not just for you, my listeners. It is also for me, myself, who is confessing them, who is doing it. So as we confess these declarations, let us say we are going to see God showing up for us like never before in the course of these seven days. I am expecting supernatural breakthroughs, supernatural provisions. This woman went to the altar for a supernatural provision. We are going to see when we talk tomorrow what kind of a supernatural provision took place from the altar. So as we are doing our declaration, one of some of this, this, this one uh, I took from Pastor Bill Winston when he speaks about favor. I love it. I love it. So let us start the declaration. I am the righteousness of God. 
therefore I am entitled to covenant kindness. I am entitled to covenant favor. The favor of God is amongst the righteous. The favor of God surrounds the righteous. So therefore, it surrounds me. Everywhere I go and everything I do, I expect the favor of God to be in full manifestation in my life today. And never again will I be without the favor of God. It rests richly upon me. It profusely abounds in me. I am part of the generation that is experiencing God's favor. God's favor unmeasurably, unlimitlessly, unsurpassingly. Therefore, favor produces supernatural increase. This favor produces supernatural increase. Favor produces promotion. The favor produces increase of assets. Favor produces great victory. Favor produces great recognition. Favor produces preferential treatment. The favor produces petitions granted, policies and rules changed, and battles won which I do not have to fight. All because of the one man, Jesus Christ the Messiah. Now God, every morning when I arise, I will speak it. I will expect divine favor, the favor that surrounds me as with the shield of goodwill, of goodwill pleasures forevermore. Doors are now open for me that men said are impossible to open. No obstacle can stop me. No hindrances can delay me. I am special to God. I am the object of his affection. Also the apple of his eye. And all my family members are born a grain Christian believers in Jesus name. Father, you are the maker of heaven and earth. The sea and everything in it, according to Psalms 24. The earth is yours and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. You own cattle in a thousand hills. Silver and gold are yours. You own all systems of wealth and creation and preservation. And pers- and preservation. All financial systems that bring provision into my life. They are all owned by you. Father, I declare today that these systems of wealth production will favor me in the mighty name of Jesus. All systems of economic system that bring me wealth, they shall favor the purpose of God for my life. I refuse to be bound by systems of borrowing and debt. I refuse poverty. I refuse lack. I replace all old cycles of poverty, cycles of debt, 
cycles of bankruptcy, cycles of insufficiency, cycles of lack, cycles of scarcity. I replace them all with cycles of wealth, cycles of prosperity, cycles of success, and cycles of abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. According to Genesis 22, you are Jehovah Jireh. The Lord who is my provider. Your name is provider. Your name is Jireh. Lord, you specialize in providing for those who are called by your name according to Genesis 13. You are the God who granted Abraham wealth until he became very wealthy in livestock, in silver and in gold. And I know that you father and no respecter of person if you granted abraham wealth and riches you lord god will also make it happen for me in the mighty name of jesus i decree and i declare that abraham's blessings are mine i decree and i declare that the same wealth the same prosperity that Abraham, my father, had, it comes to my life in the mighty name of Jesus. Your name is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. I thank you, El Shaddai, today that I walk in the blessing of more than enough. I speak the blessing of more than enough in every area of my life. My life shall not be characterized by shortages or insufficiencies. Your word has already declared that your grace is sufficient for me. You are the sufficient one because you are the all-sufficient God. I declare that in all areas of my life, I shall have more than enough. I will never lack any good thing. The Bible declares that you will not withhold any good thing from those who are called by your name. I decree and declare, because I serve El Shaddai, my cup will always run over. I will never, I will never lack anything in my life. I will live a life of more than enough. I will not be a liability or a burden on anyone. I refuse to be dependent on others for my daily needs because I serve El Shaddai. I will have more than enough. I will have more than enough to give and to add into the lives of others. My cup will continue to run over in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that my cup runs over. I thank you that I walk. I thank you that I walk and live and I breathe in the realm of the overflow. I open the doors into the realm of the overflow in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, Spirit of the Lord, cause an overflow to break out, to break out, to break out in my life. An overflow, not just material, but an overflow spiritually. Cause, cause my spirit, cause my faith, cause my ability to believe you for the overflow in the mighty name of Jesus I receive divine overflow I receive divine overflow in the mighty name of Jesus I receive divine overflow in the mighty name of Jesus 
I thank you, Lord, for the declarations. I thank you, Lord, that this is day one. I thank you, Father, that people are going to come to this test to this radio with testimonies as they are going to see supernatural blessings, supernatural deliverance, supernatural overflow, supernatural breakthroughs are coming on our way. They are coming on our way. You are the God of the overflow. You are the God of the supernatural. I thank you, Lord. That each and every single day when we pronounce when we confess when we speak the declarations somebody out there father god is receiving their breakthroughs they are receiving their breakthroughs in the mighty name of jesus we bless you lord we thank you thank you my listeners thank you my listeners for affording me this time in the mighty name of Jesus. May you be blessed uh, until we meet again tomorrow. Same time, same place. This is your host, Lady G, signing out. Mm -hmm.